psychologist Kate Parker. Today, joining us in studio, Alex and Chelsea Workman. They are a part of this incredible project, Never Forgotten Coast. After Hurricane Michael hit the coast in October of 2018, the coast of Florida was really just obliterated. And this was uh, this is a couple who stepped up and said, hey, what can we do to help? So we want to hear about that because it is the holiday season. And I know hearts are full of giving. And I think that that's really the spirit of this entire project. So Alex and Chelsea, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank, thank you for having us. us. So tell me a little bit, what is Never Forgotten Coast? And then how did this all start? Well, it started, um, my dad moved to Mexico Beach, um, to the area in late 2015. And he just wanted to be closer to family. And um, so that that little slice of the coast, um, we really had never been to um, until he had moved there. Um, and it it started to kind of pull our heartstrings just because it's a it's a quaint little place. It's a very charming little town. Um, and so when this hurricane started heading toward the coast, um, my dad actually was not going to leave. And my my mom passed away in July. And so I looked at my dad and I was like, hey, I love you, but you need to leave. Um, yeah, th this is this is the real deal. Got to get out of there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so at the last minute... He decided to go. Um, he drove up to Atlanta, um, and basically all of us watched on on TV and through social media. We watched their town get obliterated, um, and so us, like my husband and I, own our own filmmaking company, and so we wanted to be able to do something to help, but we weren't really sure what that was, um, and so Alex. Um, had worked on a project a few years back. Yeah, in 2016, I got invited by a couple friends uh, named Jonathan Smith and Jeremy Cowart to work on a project called Voices of Gatlinburg, where Jeremy, as a photographer, was documenting the stories of people who lost everything in the Gatlinburg fires. And what came out of sitting in a cabin in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, was this idea that creative individuals can help people respond to those affected by disaster with a very low barrier of entry. And what has been incredible about this process, uh, Never Forgotten Coast, is how many creative friends of ours have decided to step up and be a part. This was, this was all just crazy ideas. We were driving out of town after the hurricane because we have two small children. We were coming to Atlanta, and I got a random Instagram direct message from one of those incredible graphic designers in Tallahassee named Jesse Taylor. And Jesse said, hey, man, I want to collaborate with you on something. I don't know what that is. And I, so I go, okay, cool. I have a project I'm working on. Call me. And this was on a Friday. And on Monday, we sat down for a cup of coffee and we launched a website uh, in about an hour. And wow. it's just the idea of sometimes... It's easy to say, man, someone should do something, and we just wanted to do something. So you guys are filmmakers. Yeah. So obviously I could, the initial idea was go down, make a film, tell this story. But are there tangible ways that you're helping a little more directly through, you know, uh, donations or, or? So it all started with this idea of we could sell a T-shirt and raise funds to help people, and we were going to give that money to what we said, local Mexico Beach, Port St. Joe nonprofits. We didn't know what that, we didn't know who they were, what that was going to be. We just wanted to give locally and we were going to figure it out as we went. We just wanted to launch a website, launch a product, start taking pre-orders and, and get going. And what that transformed into was 
a number of people having all these crazy ideas of how of how they can help. We in a, in a couple of days we sold ten thousand dollars in T-shirts, and people in our city were starting to share that, and people across uh, the country started to share that. And I think up to up to now we've shipped shirts to all but five states in the continental U.S. And it's been amazing because Mexico Beach is a city that tens of thousands of people would visit and tens of thousands of people would go on vacation or that's where they got married or that's where their their grandma's house was. And so there was so much emotional connection across the country. So we started selling T-shirts and then that turned into this crazy idea um, to do what we did in Gatlinburg. And we called up our friend Jeremy and Jeremy uh, agreed to fly down for a couple of days, and we spent two and a half days documenting the stories of business owners in Mexico Beach. And so Jonathan, Jeremy, and I, along with uh, Jesse, who's the designer, and a couple other awesome volunteers, and then Chelsea would uh, – we would take the photos, and then Chelsea would spend like an hour with each business owner and their family just writing out their story and then turning that into a short first-person narrative that we've been sharing on the website, neverforgottencoast.com. And – the goal there is to have uh, people to, to really uh, humanize the disaster where people can 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 see how, how we're able to affect. And so how that money is being used is after Hurricane Harvey in Houston, there was a no, there were some communities that offered micro grants to small businesses. So a thousand dollars, twenty five hundred dollars being infused into a business that doesn't have to get paid back. And the only string is you got to use it to get open again. And so we've living in the state capital of Florida. We have some amazing friends who work at this on the state level with economic recovery. And they, they're volunteering their time to create, administer, and administer a micro-grant program uh, for the business owners of Mexico Beach. So all the funds that wow. we've raised are going to that fund. So in the beginning of the year, we, we've already communicated this information to business owners. And that at the beginning of 2019, those own business owners will be able to apply for those grants. And within a, within a week, they'll be able to have that cash in hand. That's incredible. See, that's the really the heart of this whole thing is that you're you're helping the city open its doors again sure. those that have doors because yeah. they're a very i just i just got back three days ago from mexico beach and i want to ask you about your perspective because you were there a little sooner it's been a couple months since the storm hit and i do have some perspective because i've been sadly on a number of disasters and typically um, tragically, whenever you have a tornado that is strong enough to clear a foundation, you can see where that house went. You know, you, you see all the lumber for it, from it. You see, you know, the, the framework, you see the sheetrock, you see the insulation. In this case, with the storm surge and the water, I mean, there was nothing. And I know some of that has been cleaned up, but I think that was the most shocking to me is that you're like, what? That every single where? place that you would stand where you're in town, you would have been underwater while the storm was happening. Yeah, it's it's just incredible. I mean, so the whole thing was this, you, I, you know, we forecast storm surge. I know all about storm surge. But, but whenever you see the house is gone and where it's ended up is in a canal half a mile away, that's what the power of water does. And it's astounding. How soon after the storm were you guys there at Mexico Beach? I think we were there about two weeks afterwards. Um, and I, I remember talking with um, one, of, one of the guys down there, Chuck Guilford, who was the second mayor of Mexico Beach. 
Um, and he was telling me that he had he had some old vehicles at the property that we were at, um, which was right on the canal, like at the marina. And he was like, well, we dug those out of the canal and there's still one that we can't find. And it's like, you, you know, you look at you look at all of this destruction and all of this crazy and like there's people that they can find a couple things that are like hundreds of yards away. Um, but most of it is it's probably underwater or just completely gone. Like it's just it's shredded. Where it is. So much of the stuff is just shredded to an un. It just looks like trash. Actually, if you because whenever you even get close to town, it just looks like there's trash in all the trees. It looks like litter everywhere. But really, that was people's homes. Right. That's all their belongings. And they're unrecognizable aside from a toilet or a bathtub. I think if I didn't, if I wasn't in Gatlinburg, I would have been w- way more uh, mind blown uh, because I, I saw like growing up in South Florida and seeing hurricanes. You, you see wind damage, and you see, but but in West Palm, I, you, we've never seen anything where found homes are gone, concrete blocks are gone, a foundation. Like, this is one of my actually. I'm on a side note, on a meteorologist side note here. This is one of my um, largest pet peeves that I had when I was a meteorologist down in West Palm Beach, and just you know at this you know national level. One of my biggest pet peeves, especially for Floridians, is saying, oh, I went through Wilma. Oh, I went through Charlie. When in reality, you went through the outer bands of it, but you weren't there in the middle. The people who were in the middle of those hurricanes, like here with Michael or with Andrew or any of these, they would never not evacuate again, ever, because they truly felt the force of that hurricane. If you're in the outer bands, it's bad, but you can't. That's not. That's Every not what we're talking about here. That we talked to that stayed said they would never do it again, and they regret staying. Hundred percent. There was. Um, I was talking with the general manager of the El Governor, um, Wiley Petty, and he was telling me about. Um, I believe it was one of his employees. Um, they have a four-year-old daughter who um, has autism, and they. I don't know if they couldn't leave or they just decided not to, um, but they tried to ride it out in their house. Water started coming in. So they ended up going to the El Governor, started to ride it out there. And then he said the sound of what sounded like the El Governor being completely torn apart freaked them out so much that they actually went and broke into someone's condo um, on the other side of the road and rode it out there. And I was like, I cannot imagine having to do that. Wiley and also what the, the El Governor, just so people know, what is that? The El Governor is a motel. It's the tallest building in um, Mexico Beach, and it's been around for a really long time. Um, and it's it's one of the more iconic places that people stay when they go down there. Um, and so, luckily, it it got some pretty significant damage, but it has actually been deemed structurally sound. Um, so they're just kind of waiting for next steps, but. For the false information, the governor, the Al governor is still standing for anyone who Amazing. doesn't know that. Yeah. So this this money that people are donating, yeah. or if they are listening to this podcast and they're like, I have got to go on and buy a shirt, which, by the way, you said that you worked with a graphic artist, and it is a lovely shirt. It's Thank a you. great design. Yeah. Um, and so it's not just like, oh, this you're not going to buy some tacky shirt. You're buying a, a nice shirt, and it is going to help a wonderful cause. 
how much of what people are giving is going to go directly into 100%. the pockets? One hundred percent. One hundred percent of all proceeds. Um, we're, we obviously we obviously are paying for the cost of the shirts, uh, but we're uh, we've got a, a few expenses that we've had to cover. But other than that, one hundred percent of all the money is going into this pot for for micro grants to small businesses. That's huge because that is going to be the lifeblood. People can't get back there and start their lives if there's nowhere to go and grab of milk at the store. We believe that like the best way for sustainable recovery is economic recovery. And if we can get businesses open and people working again, that's not only going to affect the city of Mexico Beach, but that whole region because there's people who work from all over the area. Yeah. So is it just Mexico Beach that you can apply for those grants? So we decided at the very beginning of this project that we wanted to focus on a very specific place because we'd see the most transformative change. And so we decided that because of family connections and relationships that we had, we were going to focus on Mexico Beach. And so currently right now that that we're, we're if you're a business owner in the city of Mexico Beach, we're going to offer those grants. And then depending on what happens next, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We've we've been asked to help uh, with a few other communities to see if there's ways that we can uh, help through just grabbing a cup of coffee and say how how what, what advice do you have for our city uh, we've been fortunate to uh, be have the opportunity to help share some thoughts but we want to see transformative change and 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 talking to, to folks who have helped with recovery after disaster shotgunning money all over the place was is not the most effective way to see uh, transformative change Okay, so transformative change. Those are the, the key words here that we're going for. I probably said that too much. No, I mean, that's, that's, if that's the message, that's the message, and it's a good one. So um, this holiday season, if you feel like giving, perhaps this might be where your heart lies. And you can even express that via T-shirt because it has a heart right over there in the panhandle of Florida. It's very nice. That, by the way, I got married in the panhandle of Florida. My family has a house there. I go there 24-7. My husband went to Florida State. Like, we are a panhandle family. <laughs> so um, I, I am, just can't wait to see this area recover because I know they're going to come back stronger than ever. And um, it's because of support and ideas like what you guys have had and taken action. So thank you. Yeah, we, and ultimately we're just we're just a couple of photographers, and we hope that this can be an example to creative individuals all over our country to respond to disaster. Whether you're a photographer or a filmmaker or a copywriter or a designer, that you have an incredible talent and ability to help people who have lost everything. And we hope that this is just an example and a, a catalyst for other people saying wow, there's a disaster in my community, I can do something. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much for coming here into the studio and talking with us about this. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast so you can get all of these great, interesting, in-depth weather conversations as well as in-depth conversations about how you be, can be more connected to these disasters and help people more tangibly like we're doing today. Don't forget, neverforgottencoast.com. Thanks. Thanks.